0: welcome to the lifestyle md podcast the podcast dedicated to high achieving women who are conquering their careers while striving for total wellness i am dr angela andrews and i am thrilled to be your guide on this journey All right, hello, welcome to another episode of the Lifestyle MD. I am Dr. Angela, your host, and I have a special guest here with me today. I'm with one of my besties going way back to middle school who was a nurse midwife. And gosh, we we spent a lot of time talking about the woes of healthcare, woes of mental health, woes of all the things. And I am so happy to have her on today. Ranidra Lucky, can you go ahead and tell the audience who you are, what you do, what your hobbies and interests are, educational background, all the good stuff? Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks
1: for having me. Yeah, like you said, I'm Radnidra and we have known each other for a very long time. I am a certified nurse midwife. So it's basically a nurse practitioner that also delivers babies. So I do hospital deliveries and then I also provide women's care in the office setting. I have a bachelor's degree in psychology from Central Michigan University. I have a bachelor's degree in nursing from Michigan State University. And I have a master's degree in nurse midwifery from Wayne State University. So professional student schooling. And uh, because of my psychology background, I enjoy uh, talking with people about their mental health and their journey and just uh, giving any that I can along the way.
0: All right. Thank you for that introduction, Nidra. So last night, we celebrated my birthday, your husband's birthday, and we got into some conversations about mental health. This is something that you and I are both very passionate about. Your audience or your patients are primarily women, right? And by no choice of my own, just by selection bias, most of my patients are women as well. Um, and so women, I mean, men and women both have mental health challenges, but I think we are uniquely see a lot of those challenges that moms, working moms, um professional women face just in life in general and there's there's some things that I'd like for you to share just in your personal experience and we can have a dialogue about that so first things first what is the what are what is the first piece of advice you give anyone who might be facing mental health challenges or people who think they have no issues at all and everything's hunky-dory
1: so I all the time that everybody needs a therapist uh, you should just have one in your back pocket because you never know what life is gonna throw at you. Uh, I wish that it was more normalized, so that this was there, the stigma was gone, and that everyone can just as they can be. I, uh, my, personally, I originally sought therapy when I knew that I was going to have weight loss surgery because I skills were were eating, and I didn't have any other coping skills besides that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And after I started seeing my therapist, all of these other life events happened, and it was just one cascade after another of things that I had no clue were going to come and I've been seeing her for the last 5 years <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, it, she's
0: amazing. Uh, it's, full disclosure, Nidra introduced me to her and she is now my therapist and she's great.
1: Yes. And you just never know. And it's it's easier to seek help when you are in crisis mode. And so I was um, glad that I was able to do that. Um, we do have great resources in West Michigan um, as far as urgent care type things for health. But you really need to establish that relationship because you have to kind of date your therapist. I mean, it's kind of like speaking dating sometimes to find a good fit, everybody's not going to be great for everyone. So it is a process. So it is a little bit easier to do if you're not in full crisis mode.
0: And I think that's an important point that you make. A lot of times when patients are coming to see me it's and we're having this conversation, it's usually by you know at the point where things are starting to fall apart. Maybe there are things going on in their life that were affecting them that either they were in denial about or they just didn't want to talk to me about. And it's finally reached the point where um they are don't want to get out of bed or they don't have the energy to do anything. Maybe they're about to lose their job and they don't have, they can't add one more thing to their plate, even if it involves looking for a therapist. So trying to do that in that crisis mode is very challenging. And it's one of the things that delays people from getting help. Would you agree?
1: Yes, definitely. Um, there's not enough therapists to go around. So often there's a wait list. And then when you do get matched up with somebody, you have to make sure that it's a good fit. And for some reason, uh, women especially, like we always want it to be something. Else, so I have women coming to me uh, wanting to get their thyroid level checked or their estrogen level checked because they think that that's the source of their their depression. It's like no, press that <laughs> is not. There's no patch or pill or anything supplement that's going to fix this. You have to to get a therapist. You have to do the work.
0: Yeah, that's and this echoes so much of what I talk about just on a regular basis. You know, everyone knows. Okay, this is I talk about lifestyle, improving your lifestyle to have better health and fitness. And this is all about work. It's not just going to happen if if, with wishful thinking. You can't magically achieve these goals without putting in some effort. So, first thing I tell folks, patients or clients or otherwise, is if you're not ready to put in some work, then you're not ready for the transformation because you're going to have to make some you're going to have to take some steps because you're undoing 10 20 30 maybe even 40 years right of yeah dysfunctional thoughts poor emotional intelligence all the things these are it's not it doesn't happen in a vacuum all these things uh, impact each other i mean you talked about your mental health and and your eating habits and 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 that was a that was a all that was that's all tied together these things don't happen in isolation and at the time that you had recommended your therapist to me i, I mean i've actually I'm, I'm, i've am I'm been doing fine but i was like you know what you're right i know i'm gonna need to have someone at some point so i better see if she is gonna if she's a good fit for me so when that time comes again because there's been moments i got somebody
1: <laughs> and you can always, you know, increase or decrease the frequency of your visits. You know, when I first started seeing her, I went every week and there were different times where we backed off to once a month, but then picked it back up to every two weeks, you know, just um, to kind of check in. Um, my daughter has a therapist, and she, you know, there was a time period where her therapist was like, "Okay, I think that she she's doing okay. She just wants to come play with the toys." But then COVID happened, and they were you know homeschooling, and um, we had another friend of mine pass away, and her dad and I got divorced and like all that got remarried, like all these life events that for a child mm-hmm. wouldn't even begin to know how to express those feelings. So mm-hmm. now we picked it back up again. So now it's every other week instead of just once a month check-in. So
0: Yes, that is that is so
1: important.
0: I mean, and there, a lot of times and especially, I mean, we're, we're talking about kids here, but you know, this starts at a young age. It's all about developing coping strategies. And if you don't have healthy coping strategies, those snowball into more and in deeper problems in you know, down the road. So that doesn't mean that you can't do anything about it later in life. It's going to be a little bit tougher, but just because you didn't figure it out as a kid or your parents didn't put you in therapy when you were like a preteen adolescent or whatever, that's not an excuse to tr- not try now.
1: So And one, therapy is expensive too. So okay. that, that kind of sometimes takes people out of being oh. running. Even, you oh. know, I haven't health insurance, but even, you know, a $50 copay for each visit, that's not a lot of money that people can't afford to use.
0: Yeah. So. And that's, that's a huge barrier for a lot of my patients like they like don't either have time or more often than not it's it's the money it's the fact they're coming out of pocket or they're they're the therapist that their insurance does cover is not available for a year so what what do we do i I would
1: um you know my idea thinking is that we would normalize healthcare where there would be therapy available for elementary school students have a check-in just like how they do math and science and art and gym you have a mental health day or where the kids just get to go talk to someone where they experience it. And they also say, that's fine, but it just takes the stigma away because everybody's doing it. So <laughs> just like everybody wants an iPhone, everybody wants some Jordan, everybody needs a therapist. So
0: just <laughs> yeah, normalize. Because exactly. then you would start laying the foundation
1: of those skills earlier on. So then with those that can't afford it, you know, when they become adults, they can prioritize it. Or yeah. a lot of times they end up talking to us. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're well women visits. Yes. So
0: That's another point. So that's something that you and I are very passionate about. And there are a lot of clinicians out there who end up diving or delving into this pseudo therapy mental health space, right? So primary care, well, women doesn't, you know, well, women care doesn't have to just be about getting your A1C checked and your CMP and lipids and you know all your preventative vaginal screenings and cervical cancer screen, all the things, right? It's not just that. So let's talk about the whole person. The whole person. So what? How? How do you dive into that? Like how do you encounter that in your practice? with your patients?
1: We always have. Uh, we always offer the depression screening, uh, whether it's the phq 4 or, excuse me, um, the Edinburgh for pregnant women. So you, depending on what that score is, or we just kind of check in and ask how they're doing. And sometimes the visit turns into an hour when we only had 20 minutes, but you just really needed someone to talk to. And uh, I think a lot of times patients don't realize, uh, not slow sometimes some patients need extra time. So that's why we're running behind.
0: <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm very passionate about that. If someone needs the time, I'm going to give it to them. And I've I've been with my patients and my practice is mature enough now to where people know that if I'm running behind, I'm giving someone the time that they need because and then when I see them, they'll get the time that they need. Right. It's and yeah, that might push me back a little bit. Hopefully I have a few little sick visits in there somewhere to help me. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> but that's is a really important part of, of um, checking in with people and taking care of people. And have you ever had one of these situations where someone comes in and says, oh, I'm fine. And then you go, fine. You sure? Really? You sure about that? And like, I will literally say that to people. You ever have any situations I'm, like that? I'm,
1: all the time, because everybody wants to be fine. You know, we put this pressure on ourselves to keep up with the Joneses and to put on this brave face. And for people that still watch commercials, there was, you know, the commercials for depression medication where it shows the lady holding a mask up with a smiling face instead of actually smiling herself. Um, That's what, that's what we do. We do this all the time. So a lot of times it just takes one else asking, like, "Are you really okay?" Mm-hmm. Or
0: open up, and then the waterworks come. Um, yes. So speaking of keeping up with the Joneses, one of the reasons this came up not 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 only because we were talking about this last night, and this is this topic of conversation comes up many times when we're when we're together, but it's the holiday season. We have Christmas. There's Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, there's just this is this is a uh, overwhelming yeah. time of year for a lot of people, right? So if you could just let's just kind of talk about our you know our top pieces of advice or, or top things that we want to make sure that people think about because mental health is all year round like this is not something you just like seasonally yeah. deal with but there are seasons um, whether it's when you're dealing with loss um, and holiday time Christmas time birthdays these can be times and re- uh, that remind us of losses and this, but this time of the year is really bad
1: um it is and we're in Michigan so there's yes. no sun. Yes. And <laughs> Just, it just intensifies everything. You were telling me um, about a nurse. Really, she has five children, and it was probably three or four weeks ago she was saying that, oh, my goodness, coming up, I'm so stressed about it. And I think her oldest is maybe 12 or 13, so um, I guess it's four, I believe, so... Um, I always just say, and grateful for the things that they, whatever it is they get. So don't do it. You don't have to make, everything doesn't have to be a surprise. Uh, elf on a shelf is too much work. Don't. Don't do it. <laughs> I, you know you, Why are you stressing yourself out? No one would know whether you have an elf in your house, unless you post the photos on Facebook and Instagram,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that pressure on you to do those things. I uh, personally, one of the things that they said years ago at church because we also go to the same church. Was yep. want, need, wear, read. Yes. Things, things is what you focus on for your children. You know, something that they want, they need, something to wear, and something to read. And that way, you take all the pressure off to fulfill this long, expensive list because kids don't understand money and how it works. So they'll ask for whatever it is that they see, and so that makes it easy for you to shop, and it makes everybody equal, and everybody gets one thing that they want. And so this is not supposed to be about who hosts gifts. So that way you could just limit it to those those four things.
0: Yeah, I think that's incredibly important. First thing you mentioned was not putting the pressure on yourself. And this point that you brought up is placing limits. So if you go into the season placing limits on things, so limits on your spending, limits on how you're going to use your time, limits on who you are going to well use your time and give your time to, and also defining what's important to you and what do you want to get out of the holidays? What do you want to get out of the season? So like those limits are, are important. So one of the limits that our household is also set is, I had a hard time with Santa Claus. I didn't want to do Santa Claus, but I feel like I got pressured into it because I didn't want him to be the only kid without Santa Claus. <laughs>
1: um, I remember this conversation oh
0: gosh okay so I, I did it we have santa but santa only brings one gift and the rest come from mommy and daddy and that and we don't we don't even give a lot of gifts i mean he's got plenty of friends and family so he doesn't need a lot anyway but that was one of our limits is you know there's like a super duper one special gift that comes from santa um and that was one of our limits and and similarly the the want need wear read concept so i think that's important so yes
1: set limits and when the kids get older You know, and the gifts become more expensive or they just have everything they need. Um, I started planning trips, Mm -hmm. activities or something that they'll remember because I don't remember what I got for Christmas when I was 10 years old. (laughs) I can't can't tell you. There's a couple of gifts that stand out that I kept for a long time or was really excited about. You know, we got our first Nintendo, you know, something like that. But otherwise, I, I can't even tell you what we got. But I can tell you about every vacation that we went on. Yep. I can tell you when it, when it was something that could happen. So instead of spending, you know, $1,000 trying to, you know, get things for your kids or doing those things this year, um emily and i were going to see the trans-siberian orchestra and doing something as emily and then we're also going to go see the color purple oh
0: so good Christmas day so yeah the
1: color purple musical is coming out So, and we used to do that you know with um, our other friend elisa yeah, we would go to the movies was, on christmas day I mean, What? okay like, look, that was I, a thing oh, we need to
0: we need to restart that tradition over here like starting this year
1: it just takes the pressure off like we don't yes. need to sit around for eight hours opening up gifts and I still I've started getting the matching Christmas pajamas because I think the cute it's you know something that. that now my kids are to the point where they can wear these pajamas indefinitely. So um, there's your wear right there <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. out of the gift yeah, of new pajamas I, So
0: something I also like people to understand is that people may not remember the things that you do for them but they'll remember how you made them feel and yes. you don't have to, oh, it was going to make me emotional you don't have to spend a lot of money to make someone feel good and
1: kids it, it comes down to you know like I've lost both my parents and a sibling and it just mm-hmm. you remember those moments you remember the feeling you, I don't remember every gift my parents bought me but mm-hmm. I remember their presence and I remember the time that we spent
0: right memories that I want to create if we make the holidays so as much as we're talking about our individual feelings as as people like you will preserve your own mental health if you focus on how you can pour into someone else and that doesn't involve expensive gifts it involves time and attention and love and you there we need to show focus on the non tangibles and the the time together and the experiences and that will be so much more gratifying and a heck of a lot distressing and way more beneficial to you and your family if you do
1: that. Well, it makes you happy. You know, like I really love wrapping gifts. Mm-hmm. I love wrapping gifts. Back when they had the wrapping paper stations at the stores, mm-hmm. when people bought gifts in person, I used to say, I'm going to volunteer here and wrap gifts because I enjoy wrapping gifts I and mean, I need to buy all these gifts. I can just volunteer to wrap other people's gifts for them. <laughs> um But I
0: mean, you can still wrap really enjoy the decorating. So crazy. Just like I wrap, you know what I wrap? I wrap I wrap our pictures in our house. That's one of the things I wrap.
1: I told my husband, I said, I'm just going to end up, you know, having some boxes that are wrapped and then we will use that to decorate the tree and we'll just have less gifts. He thinks mm-hmm. I'm crazy, but I did that one year. I really enjoy wrapping gifts. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I saved a bunch of money. If you'd like to decorate, go ahead. And decorate. If you don't,
0: then don't. Right, and, and that and that. Oh my gosh! So that's point number three. So number one was expect. Was it expectations? Number two was setting limits. And number three, if you don't like it, don't do it. Right. No is a complete
1: sentence. Yes, you need yes. to remember that. No is a complete sentence. Yes. I
0: had a I had a patient that I had a follow up with today, and last month we met, and I'm I'm seeing her for weight loss counseling, and she's not she's not on any medications. She's been kind of like doing this more lifestyle modification, much slower um, process for her, and she's really she was really stressed about Christmas. And, you know, okay, of course, I got into the conversation. Okay, why? And there was, she was anticipating seeing relatives and being around people that she didn't want to be around. So I said, why? Do you <laughs> have to do that? Who said you had to do that? Like, why? Just don't. <laughs> so I talked with her today and she's not, she's not doing that. And, you know, she is, she was this, like, this relief, this weight was off of her shoulders. She's- There's a the she,
1: weight. When you make the decision, yes. so great. So great. Do I love that.
0: That. Yeah. I've gotten really good at saying no, not all the time, but I think you've heard no from me a lot more. <laughs> last few years Uh, getting better yes
1: nope nope Nope, i can't do that and you don't have to explain why you
0: don't have to explain why and you know if you want to be real bold just say i don't want to no that's okay that's okay stop stop being worried about other people's feelings because guess what no one's going to protect your feelings you need to protect your feelings so yes
1: there is a song by um an artist and i am drawing a blank on his name but he has a song called boundaries and the entire song is him saying the word no in multiple different ways. <laughs> yeah, like, like, no. That. And then, you know, he, you know, in the background, it's I'm setting boundaries. I think I'm going
0: to have to include a link to that in the in the podcast notes. That sounds great. So key takeaways <laughs> or what are the final key takeaways? We came up with three things, right? Expectations or realistic expectations. I don't know. What do you want to say that first one is?
1: Just have to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah, don't keep up with the Joneses. Making sure they so limit those things. That was probably the first one it was just uh, normalizing care Seeking it out before crisis mode, if you can, you know, having them available when you need it. And then number two, it's making sure you, uh, it's, you yeah. know, want, need, wear, read is a, you know, example. It doesn't have, you know have to follow that, but it's easy to remember. Yep. So that way you don't feel the pressure, all the things, and keep up with everybody else.
0: And the, the, fi- one of the final things which applies across the board all year long is that no is a complete sentence.
1: Complete sentence. If you don't want to do it, then don't. Life is short. Yes. Life is short. It's too. Short to do, you there's always going to be things that you have to do that you don't want to do. Don't add to the list.
0: (laughs) Yes, please don't. don't. If you don't have to do it, don't add to the list. And you don't want to do it, then that means you don't do it. That's simple as that. Just don't. Oh my goodness, so yeah, liberating. All right, thank you so much for taking time out with me tonight. I know this was um, a little bit last minute, but I knew that you would bring some good insight because this is something we talk about a lot. Oh,
1: pleasure. Talk for hours.
0: All right. Well, I know we'll we'll have to do more podcasts, but I wanted to get this one out there before Christmas so that people can chill out. (laughs) <laughs> it just say no I, I could do That's, that. If nothing, if you remember nothing else, just say no.
1: <laughs> say no to your kids, no to your family, whatever it is.
0: Yes, whoever it may be, just say no. All right. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is Dr. Angela, Lifestyle MD. Please join us next time as we have another special guest who is one of my doctor friends, Dr. Sanborn, who does obesity medicine management. She'll be on to talk to us about uh, some of her advice regarding not only just weight management, but also holding it through the holidays. All right. Take care, guys. Bye this has been another episode of the lifestyle md special thank you to lou musa for the show theme music created with free photography and makeup by janae for the cover photo and if you enjoyed this podcast and you haven't already please subscribe today and share with another woman doctor who may benefit you may also follow me on instagram at angela lifestyle md i am dr angela thank you for joining me today